Magic Makers, Kelsey Foremost here, your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. Today is a really special day because I have no notes, but I have an idea of what I'd like to share with you. This is going to be an unedited end of the year musing, verbal vomit. I am going to be publishing this myself. I'm not going to send this one to an editor. I'm just going to talk and pretend like you and I are sharing a cup of tea by a fire. Preferably, I mean, as long as we're imagining it, I'm just going to make it my ideal situation. We're in a cabin. We're wearing cozy inside socks. Our bras are uh, off. Our hair is up. (laughs) We have our hands warming on the side of our favorite mug. And we are two friends talking about what happened this year, what we've learned what we want to do differently in the next year, because that's sort of the the natural way that these things happen, right? I don't love New Year's resolutions, but there is something to the natural impulse to reflect on our year as we go into a new one. So that's what this is today. And I'm going to be talking both about business and mental health, because that's what we do here at Find Your Magic. We talk about practical business advice, but we also talk about mental health. And when I say mental health, you know, when I started this podcast two years ago, mental health was not the buzzword that it is right now. Um, And when I say mental health, I really just mean health because that brings me to my first conclusion of this year, which is there is no separation between mental health and just plain old health. I think the most meaningful and impactful change I made this year was to start seeing a new therapist. I started seeing her in February of 2023, and she focuses on something called somatics. Somatics means how you feel things in your body. I read most of, I couldn't get through the whole thing, sorry, but I read most of The Body Keeps the Score, which you know, I wish it were a little less textbooky because it's so fascinating and really valuable. Um, the the research that's in that book is incredible. And I learned about internal family systems. If you've never heard of that type of therapy, where essentially there's like many different, almost characters in a family that live in your head and in your body and in your soul. There's like the firefighter who is, you know, they're in an emergency and ready to put out the fire. And then there's like the inner child and there's the resourced adult. And there's all these like different characters within you. And then somatics is really working with your body to uncover things that you didn't realize you were holding on to, things you didn't realize were making you sick, 
things you didn't realize, excuse me, were causing you pain in some way, whether it be physical or emotional. And all of that leads me to the number one learning of this year. There is no separation between mental health and health. Anything that you do to help your physical health also helps your mental health and vice versa. I, so another thing that is a recent kind of exciting thing um, for me anyway, is I, at the end of the year, I always kind of have all of my medical appointments at once. It just sort of happened that way because all of my doctors are in my home hometown of San Diego. And um, over the past 10 years, it sort of would just always happen where I would have my annual checkups around Christmas time because I would be home for Christmas. So I just had some annual checkups. And <laughs> in at the end of 2022, my annual checkup was, excuse me, at the end of 2021, my annual checkup was not great. I had lower white blood cells, which means I didn't have great immunity. I had um, a lot of fatigue. I was having headaches. I was just really not in great shape, Um, even though I was on the surface healthy. And at that time, at my annual, at the end of 2021, my doctor, who is still my doctor, recommended some really simple things that I kind of rolled my eyes at, to be frank. She was like, I am prescribing walks outside in nature at least three times a week for at least 15 minutes each. That sounded like nothing. And it also was like, it just, it made me roll my eyes because I was like, you're prescribing walks for my iron deficiency. And she prescribed nature and she prescribed better sleep habits. And she prescribed drinking more water and eating more salt because my I have really low blood pressure. All this to say, it's been two years. And this was the first year where I really took her advice to heart. I got more active, even though I hate going to the gym. I don't it's harder for me than most to be physically active. Um, and yet I did more physical activity in the last year than I ever, that I have in recent years. And I cut way down on alcohol this year, both myself and my partner decided that we just didn't really need to drink. Um, we don't, we're not teetotalers. We don't not drink, but we just don't, feel the impulse or the need or the craving to drink alcohol. And so we just sort of naturally stopped for the most part. Um, And because of financial uh, changes this year, I cook almost every single meal. We, We go out maybe two or three times a month for takeout, but we eat at home 90% of the time. 
and I am a very good cook. I will, I will uh, give myself a pat on the back there. I'm a really good cook. I enjoy cooking. It is a mental health practice for me because I'm not looking at a screen. I am being creative and I get to enjoy the yummy thing that I make. So started doing that. And those very simple things, every single one of the blood tests that I got back this week, every single, every single test, there were like 17 tests, blood, um, all kinds of other tests that I won't go into just in case you're eating. (laughs) Um, and they all came back, not only normal, but like exceptionally good. And she was like, Oh my God, what have you been doing? And I was like, well, I took my prescription from two years ago and I really implemented it this year. So that is something that I'm really going to try to take into 2024 is maintaining that habit of walking more, doing more physical activity, drinking more water, drinking less alcohol. Um, it's not going to be hard. That's the thing is I think I, when you think of something as a, a major life change, it sort of seems like this huge insurmountable thing. Because it, you know, it's like overhauling a part of your life, but it actually happened really slowly and seamlessly and easily for me. And I am going to keep riding that wave for as long as I can. Granted, it is harder to do it when it is this dark outside. Um, It's not super cold because I live in Southern California. I know, (laughs) boohoo. But I... Yeah, I just am really looking forward to bringing that into the new year. Okay, so that's that. The next big learning from 2023, and this is kind of integrated with the therapy piece, is that I am, I still have a lot of work to do, but this year was the first year that I learned how to stay present during conflict with people, mostly with my partners. I can't tell you what a shift it is after living 36 years under the impression that the absence of conflict was the equaled love and peace. That is not true. Actually, Love and peace come from being able to move through conflict as a present, confident adult human. That does not mean yelling. That does not mean dominating. That doesn't mean like fighting in the way that you might traditionally think of as fighting. But knowing that you have a disagreement And knowing that it's going to be okay on the other side sounds like a small thing, but it is probably the biggest shift of my life. I realize more and more that I have had people-pleasing tendencies for my whole life. A lot of people in service provider roles are givers, over-givers. The shadow side of that can be martyrdom. waiting for other people to change, trying to manipulate them into changing by like 
overdoing it on our side, overgiving. This shows up at work a lot for me. Um, like trying to be good, be the best, be good, be good, be good at the thing so that I am above judgment so that I am safe. That doesn't work. That is a recipe for burnout. It's a lesson I keep learning. I will probably learn it again (laughs) over and over. But this is the year I really became aware of that pattern and started to take some serious steps to changing that pattern for the better. Highly recommend looking into, if you feel that you are an overgiver, burnout kind of person, really highly look, uh, really highly recommend looking into people pleasing recovery, codependency recovery. Al-Anon has been really amazing for me. Um, and it is an anonymous program, but it is also something where I've been told it's okay to share that you are in it in case people have questions about it. Um, I don't have active alcoholism in my family and yet Al-Anon has been invaluable with understanding some of the patterns that are in my, like deep rooted in my family of origin, um, that may or may not have to do with alcoholism. Highly recommend it. If, uh, if you at all think you might be codependent. Okay. Moving right along next big learning from this year. And this one's more of a business lesson. Test your ideas before you launch them. I had an idea at the beginning of the year for a few things that I ran by a business coach. And this business coach was very expensive. And this business coach told me, you're going to have a really hard time um, selling this idea to your list because you have oversold to your list and you need like new offers for them. So I took that advice and I created a bunch of new offers. I did not do a ton of research as to, I didn't do enough research, I'll say, as to what people actually wanted because those offers did okay, but they did not do what the business coach projected they would do. Um, And because of that, I made a lot less money this year than I anticipated making. It's hard for me to admit that because, you know, you're here for business advice, right? In many ways. My zone of genius is copywriting and content that connects deeply with people's emotions. I love helping small businesses and entrepreneurs find their magic and create things that really connect with ideal customers in a meaningful way and move them towards making purchases. That is my zone of genius. What my zone of genius is not (laughs) is operations. I moving into 2024, I will not be releasing 
new classes, new products, new services, new templates without really proving that my current audience really wants them. And then the other thing I will say is I wish I had had more capacity to really invest in getting in front of new audiences. I love the audience that I currently have. I did go on a handful of podcasts this year, but my focus this year was really on building out my product suite and really kind of getting back into business for myself full time rather than having magic words copywriting as a side hustle while I worked a full-time job. So I'm not sure what 2024 is going to look like, to be completely frank with you. But what I do know is I'm never going to give up my zone of genius. That work is so fulfilling to me. I refuse. (laughs) I refuse to not have some way of working with mostly female entrepreneurs and founders to help them feel seen and heard through the power of words, through the power of copywriting, whether that's teaching people how to write their own copy, whether that's writing copy for them, whether that's coaching. I'm not really sure exactly what it's going to look like in 2024, but I do know that I am going to be really refining my product suite and the way that I show up for people. And the reason for that, and here's here's the piece of advice for you. If you find that you are doing too many things, which is what I have found for myself this year, if you find that you are doing too many things, just like a rose bush, it is helpful to prune and then see what blooms after you cut back. See what wants to bloom after you cut back. Um, That's what I think I'm going to be really doing in January. Um, Pruning, seeing, you know, what services did people not really want or book? um, What was, for one thing, I'm shocked at how many people just straight up want one-on-one copywriting where they just want me to do it for them. I was not expecting that, but I enjoy that. So that will stay. Um, BYOB, my membership, the best way to get in and work with me for the lowest possible price. I have really enjoyed showing up in that community. That will stay, though the structure may tweak a little bit, depending on how other things go. Um, Point being, take a good look at where you're spending the most time and where you are having the most fun. Like, where are you really lighting up? But also, where are people paying you? Taking those things into account, what can you get rid of and where can you expand? Prune so you can bloom, baby. Okay, next reflection for 2023. I think that this is the first time in my life where everything that is in my life is here because I chose it, not because of default, not because of old dreams that I was holding on to, 
Every single thing in my life is here because I chose it. The house that I live in, the city that I live in, the partner that I live with, the friends that I surround myself with on a regular basis, the work that I do, every single thing is here because I chose it. And that is the best feeling in the world. Speaking of making choices and being yourself, early this year in February of 2023, I decided to stop dyeing my hair. I have been dyeing my gray hair since I was 18 years old. And in the past few years, um, it started to really go gray when my dad passed away when I was 26. And then it started to really go almost white in places when I was living through a breakup during COVID. Um, After that happened, it was like almost white in big patches. A really, really tough, um, tough but meaningful transition that was really painful. Um, but really necessary. <laughs> um, and this is not meant to pass judgment, but um, the person that I was with before really valued, vocally valued a certain type of beauty. Um again, very vocal about liking certain things and not liking certain things when it came to the female aesthetic and in particular my aesthetic because I was his girlfriend. Um, No judgment. People like what they like. However, what I realized for myself was that I had become so starved for genuine love and to and being genuinely seen that I had chameleoned myself to death. And part of that was my hair, dyeing my gray hair, being so anxious if even a quarter of an inch of my roots were showing. Um freaking out if I had a rosacea flare-up, buying things in colors that I don't particularly like wearing, um, wearing things that <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying really hard to be like so kind while I say this, but there's just no way around it. Like wearing things that I knew that he liked because they pinched or manipulated my body to be shown in a certain way. Tight waist, big full skirts, push-up bra, um, traditionally feminine things. And again, my choice to do this, but it was not a healthy choice. So this year in 2023, which was like over a year after that relationship ended, um, almost two years after that relationship ended, um, I got rid of 
almost everything that that person had bought for me clothing wise. I got rid of things that I had bought specifically for him. Um, I stopped dyeing my hair. I stopped wearing a certain type of makeup. I stopped wearing makeup kind of period. Like I still wear makeup. I enjoy it. Um, but I don't put like a full face of makeup on every single day. I am so much more comfortable. I feel so much more beautiful. I freaking love my gray hair. I love my silver strands and my wisdom highlights. It's so cool. I wish you could see it through the podcast. I have this like white crown that goes just right around where a crown or a tiara would be. And I love it so much. It makes me feel like a queen. And you know what? My current partner tells me almost every day when I feel the grossest, when I wake up and I haven't showered in two days and I've got greasy hair and zits and a rosacea flare up and eczema and bad breath because I haven't brushed my teeth and I'm just trolling around our house, he will stop me and he will say, you are so beautiful and he will mean it. And it makes me choke up, not because I particularly, um, not because it's like a man valuing my beauty, but because what an incredible gift to feel so seen. And I really wish that for you all in 2024. I really hope that you surround yourself with people who see you. Whether it is a romantic partner, a friend, a family member, a coworker, even people who surround you, who really see you, who, who actively want to understand you deeply, to learn you, um, who make you feel valuable as you are. There's no greater gift. There's no greater gift. Um, (laughs) I don't really know where to go from there, except to say that another thing that I am working on, particularly right now, as this year wraps up and we go in our sprint towards the finish line Rest is gold, and it is something that I am trying to get better at, carving out true deep rest, not saying yes to contracts that, um, not saying yes to contracts out of a fear of not having enough money, not burning yourself out. Moving into January I am going to, I've made a decision, an executive decision, instead of recording new podcast episodes over the holidays, I am going to pick uh, probably like four, maybe five 
older episodes and re-release some favorites, like re-release some episodes that maybe you missed from back in 2021 or even 2022. The top performing episodes or the ones that people wrote me and said changed their lives. I want to re-release those so that they get the love and the attention that they deserve. And then I will start recording new episodes again in January, meaning they will start to be released in February. So thank you so much for being part of this journey. I <laughs> I feel like every single time I tell you how much you mean to me and every single time it is true. I love you, Magic Maker. This life is not easy. It is not, we are not set up, particularly in America, for small business success. We are not really set up to give our gifts and be in our zone of genius. Um, It's a hard, it's a hard path. And I commend anyone and everyone who is walking it, thinking about walking it, wanting to walk it, but can't right now because of health insurance or kids or stability, whatever. If you are an entrepreneur in your heart, if you have something that is a gift that it just feels like you have a deeper purpose in this life, you do. You do. And calling it back to feeling seen. I hope you know that I see you. I know that longing, that feeling of longing, of wishing life could be a little bit easier, a little bit more joyful, a little bit more creative, a little bit more magical. And whatever I can do to help you get there, I hope you know that I'm here for you. And whether that is as a member in BYOB, the build your own business membership, where we take one needle moving aspect of building your business every month. And I hold your hand through it and we get through it one thing at a time until, oh my God, you have a business (laughs) or whether it is writing your copy with you or writing your copy for you, or whether it is you being a student, whether it is us following each other on Instagram, I don't care whether it's just you listening to this and keeping this in your back pocket for a rainy day. That's great. I am in your corner. I see you. I know that this life is not easy, but I hope that I can help you make it a little bit easier. That's all I've got for today, Magic Makers. I hope that 2023 was kind to you and that 2024 is even kinder, even more magical, even more inspiring. We've got this, y'all. Take care. Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. 
Now go out there and find your magic.